This is Echo Zoe Radio, episode 143 for March 2020, with Jamal Bandy on social justice. Welcome to Echo Zoe Radio, the podcast outreach of Echo Zoe Ministries, where you'll hear about important topics affecting the church today. Our primary goal is to explore a variety of issues while remaining faithful to God and His Word. Stay with us for the next hour as your host, Andy Olson, shares his conversation with this month's guest. Here's your host, Andy Olson. I'm Andy Olson. Thanks for listening to Echo Zoe Radio. This is episode 143 for March 2020 with Jamal Bandy. Jamal is a fellow podcaster in the Christian podcast community. His show is called Prescribed Truth, and you can find it on the Christian podcast community website at christianpodcastcommunity.org. Show notes for this episode are available. You'll find a basic outline of the discussion, list of a few scriptures that we talk about during the show, and links to additional resources. And you can find that at echozoe.com slash 143. With that, here's my discussion with Jamal. Jamal, it's a pleasure to have you on Echo Zoe Radio. Oh, <laughs> thanks for having me. <laughs> so um, you are a fellow podcaster at the Christian Podcast Community. And um, I, before we get going on talking about uh, social justice and whatever else we the Lord brings us tonight, let's talk briefly about Prescribed Truth, your podcast, maybe behind what, what's the background behind it and... What's mm. the format? What do you do? Okay, yeah. So, prescribed truth. I started in 2017, January, and um, it basically came off of. It, it came off of basically just wanting to help people who are in uh, churches of dealing with false teachers, because mm-hmm. that's uh, in my background. I come out of a cult in back in 09 to 2000, yeah, about 09 2010. Uh, had a pretty bad experience with that, and when I'm coming out of it through a, a series of processes, I, the Lord just brought me into truth. And so um, prescribed truth started with me wanting to help others who are in similar situations in cults or, you know, dealing with um, just false teaching in general. You mm-hmm. know, I was just really, really hard on that. And so it was mostly just focused on church stuff. And then it developed into apologetics um, as I started to get into dealing with how to defend the Bible uh, getting faced with questions from people about um, Christianity and how it started and, you know, who is Jesus. And, and so the, I just realized then it's like, I just want to share truth with people, mm-hmm. just give them truth. There's a, there's a lot of wrong stuff out here and I just want to give truth. And, uh, but it's not my truth. It's God's truth. And so yeah. I always say, I always say all truth belongs to God. All truth is God's truth. And so dealing with history or anything else. And so that's how, I come up, come up with the idea of prescribed truth is, is prescribed. We are, we're sick, you know, we're sick with sin and a bunch of errors. And he's the one who gives us the truth. He's the doctor. So did you, uh, I know you've got a lot of stuff on YouTube and stuff. You start out on YouTube and then transition to podcasting with a uh, Christian podcasting community or did you? Yes. Yes. It started off on YouTube um, back in 2017 when I started doing the videos and, uh, and I wasn't as consistent, but got more consistent in tar- as far as releasing content. Mm-hmm. And then I started realizing that I actually enjoyed long, long form video more than I did short. Ah. So I, where I could actually, where I could actually express 
um, how, you know, what I feel about a particular subject and just give my yeah. thoughts and share my processes and stuff. And um, I enjoyed that a lot more than just doing a short, like five minute videos and stuff. Okay. And so that's kind of, so I actually started, well, I called it podcast when I was doing video. I wasn't, um, was it? I wasn't, I wasn't distributed to the, you know, you know, audio. Sure. But I did have like videos where I called it podcast and I was just like spend an hour talking about a particular subject and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. And then, so it wasn't until uh, last year that I got serious about really wanting to get into podcasting and, um, you know, and so and I linked up with Andrew Rappaport into the Christian podcast community. And that was, you know, it was a blessing for sense because I was doing my, I was on my own at first. Yeah. I was just, it was just really confusing. It was new to me, and, you know, but, that, that really helped out a lot as far as helping me understand, you know, what podcasting is all about. Yeah. And there's, uh, there's uh, he's a great mentor too. And, and I, and I haven't needed him so much on the technical side, but um, I can see where, um, you know, I've, I've kind of seen through the whole process that he's brought about the Christian podcast community and stuff. And I'm a kind of a late comer mm-hmm. to be, to be joined myself and be part, be a member of the community. But um I, I, I kind of was there with Andrew watching him do it all along and, and really thinking, yeah, this is a really great thing he's doing and helping, uh, small ministries get up and going. And, uh, um, uh, it's really cool. <laughs> he's yeah, got some, it's, some it's good stuff. Nice. I'm not able to actually, you know, I think I mentioned before we started recording, but I'm not able to listen to nearly as many podcasts as I'd like to, but, um, so I'm, I haven't worked my th- way through the whole, uh, the whole community and gotten to listen to all the shows, but there is a lot of good stuff there. Oh yeah. It's plenty of, and it's growing so much, man. It's, yeah. That's the other know. thing. It's hard to keep up. <laughs> it's hard to keep up with. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, but, but yeah, it start, so I, yeah, I started on YouTube in that way. And um, I still release, you know, YouTube content often about my main focus lately have been on the podcast and end of it. So, and you're more weekly. Yes. Your stuff? Yeah, more I, weekly. I was just listening last night to one on, um, you had done a series on uh, divorce and, and that was kind mm. of inspired because, because uh, Andrew does a show called theology throwdown where Christian podcast community members come on and just discuss in kind of a round table fashion. He'll pick up topic and we all talk right. about something. And um, he, I was on for uh, a different one. And then he said, well, the next one that I didn't join on was, was based on your podcast series on divorce. And so I, but I listened to your series. It was really good. And then Not last sure. night I was listening to the follow-up one where you did on like the singles, like on, on dating and being equally yoked and stuff. And that was really good too. And then I, this morning I go on looking, just getting ready for talking to you tonight. And I'm like, well, there's another one up there. <laughs> you must've just posted this morning. Yeah. Uh, yep. And we're recording on March 12th. It's Thursday. So you must come out on Thursdays. Yeah. It's, it's been flux. It's been fluctuating. I actually was releasing on Tuesdays, but then I had with just recently um, had some technical issues. I had to, um, mm-hmm. my laptop get messed up and lost some data and I had to get all that worked out. And so I actually went, I think a couple of weeks without recording uh, oh, okay. another, without releasing episode. And so I'm just getting back in the swing of things and getting, might have you know, some, getting back into it. Might have some technical mentoring and advice for you later. We'll do offline, but uh, yeah, that'd be great. Uh, so I'd be happy to help with that. But uh, so the other thing that I, I thought was interesting and kind of what I what's going to be the basis of or at least the the launching point of our discussion tonight is you you did some some videos called Woke Brother. 
Yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's it's woke brother. I got brother. I gotta I gotta I gotta put the A on it because I had to get on I had to get on Andrew Rappaport for not for not putting the A Whoa. on the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Woke brother. Woke brother. And they're hilarious. <laughs> Thank you. <man. laughs> but the basis of them is uh is is dealing with social justice issues and that's been a big issue. I've been kind of trying to avoid on my show, but it's uh there's a lot of people <laughs> talk about the social justice stuff, but it is a good thing to discuss and and uh, you know, get people aware of and and kind of help point people in a more biblical direction too. So, yeah, I was actually, I mean, I tried my hardest not to go down this road with the social justice issue um, when it came to prescribed truth. Mm-hmm. I, I did like one episode on it, or well, two episodes, not on the not as the actual podcast, but just video content where I had a couple of brothers on and we discussed it. And I, I was at I was at one point I was on the fence with these issues. You know, I wasn't um, completely on the social justice side, but I, I was kind of in agreement with a lot of stuff that was being said as far as, you know, the marginalization and the churches and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, you know what? Some of this stuff makes a little sense. You know, and I go to a predominantly white church mm-hmm. and it's, you know, not that it makes a big difference, but I'm just saying that's in the context of where I was at at the time and um, in the, the cultural differences between us. And so I was like, man, I said, yeah, like we gotta, we gotta have our culture be brought, you know, brought to bear a little bit, you know? And I'm like, why not? You know, I started having all those because I was on the fence with those things. And so I had a couple of videos where I actually was just trying to wrestle through them. Um, there was, we did, we did one video, which I would encourage people to check out. It was, um, it was during the time where James White had, made, well, James White had made a comment about a young man who was a black, a black young man who was basically sagging and stuff like that. And he made a comment about saying that, uh, it, it must be that he may not have a father in a home and all this stuff. It was a bit controversial. It's like, oh, oh, James White's yeah. racist. And, you know, he's racist for saying that and stuff like that. And, and, um, and we did like, we did like Google Hangouts, me and a few other brothers, and we just talked about it. And I was like nuanced. Like I'm, like I'm in the middle of this thing. And I remember listening about it. I'm like, well, I remember saying, that. I was like, well, I mean, I, I get why people are upset, but I mean, I, I, I would say something I would say, you know? <laughs> so I was like, I can't say it's racist, you know? And yeah. that, so that's kind of like, I was kind of shifting, you know? And um, that's how I came about into all of that stuff with social justice and just trying to be more, um, do more content on it because it's, it was very touchy and me being African-American, I know what a lot of the stigma would be if I was to start speaking on those issues and being on, you know, on my side of things. And that's why I think it's easier to to talk about with somebody that's that's on the other side, you know, that you're, you know, race can, race can be such a touchy issue for a lot of mm-hmm. people. And, and, um, that's, I, th- I thought it'd be nice to talk to somebody. I, I've talked to Kofi Adel Bohan and I have talked a little bit about it on past episodes too. And Kofi's got a little bit different background being, uh, you know, coming from England and a little bit different culture there and stuff. But, um, mm-hmm. You know, it's, that's the tough thing is that as Christians, we just want to be biblical. We want to love each other for being, you know, made in the image of God and saved saved by our God, you know, saved by the the same gospel, the same savior. And yet we're stuck in this culture that says, no, we want you to be upset with each other and at each other's throats because of these superficial things. Right. Yes. And man, it, it started to break my heart the most concerning that is where you had, uh, so when Donald Trump gets elected in the presidency, you have people saying that they don't feel comfortable worshiping Jesus next to their white brothers and sisters because they voted for Trump. 
regardless of what the reasoning is, regardless of the, you know, um, well, at this time, what people were saying, what they're uh, going with the lesser evil. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, regardless of whatever reason, you, it's, it's causing you the, the voting. Yeah. Voting. Not, not someone causing you harm, not someone sinning against you, but someone's vote is saying, okay, I can't worship with you. Yeah, that's, that's just it's like, 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 whoa, man. It's like, then you got, so all this time, what, what blew me away is that you had, so before Trump got into being a president, all this time, how many years you served at your church, you've been sitting next to those same people all this time. And now, now you don't feel safe. And you, and then they say, well, they're just showing their true colors now. What true colors? Like, did they start, did they start hating you? Did they stop? Did they start like, are people still talking you, like that now, three years later? Yes. They did. They are. Yes. It's, it, they're still like, cause I'm yeah. hearing more, you know, as I follow things just more on the political side, it, it's still, it's, it's going to political side, but yeah, I, but, I'm, I'm seeing more that like Trump is, is, is winning more favor with the black voters than, than Republicans have in, in many, many decades. And Oh, well, yeah. No, no, you're small on that end. Yes. But I'm talking about for those who stand on the social justice side in the church. Well, yeah, that's, that's part of the problem is that the church always seems to be about five years behind the culture on (laughs) on just everything. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it is because they say we just biting it, you know, just, uh, drinking the Kool-Aid, so to speak, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like you just, yes, yes, sir. You know, just yes, a master, you know, and all that stuff like that. It's like, not not caring about the facts, not caring about what's really going on. It's just yeah. the fact that it's just the fact that he's white. And then I remember I remember having a conversation with one of my relatives. You know, they're not saved, but it was like, "Oh, Trump's a racist." And I was like, "Well, how? Like, what did he say?" Well, you know, I mean, he made all the comments he made about black folks. What comment? <laughs> like, tell me, like, what did he say? Well, well, you know what he said about the Mexicans. Well, wait a minute before we go to the Mexicans, what did he say about us? <laughs> like. Like, like, don't go here yet. Let's stay yep. here. Like, what did he say about us? That's, yep. that's racist. I don't, I don't remember that, you know? Yeah. And like, but yeah, but you know, he, he like, you know, this man, he ain't got no sense. He talked like, yeah, I, I can recruit you. Yeah. He talked like he don't got no sense sometimes. Yeah. He, yeah. He says some stuff. Wow. Yeah. He got, he, he got a way, he got a way of talking, you know, yeah. it's, it's, but it's who he is yeah. now. I'm just, but I'm like, okay. Yeah. Some stuff he don't have to say, but my thing is what is racist? That's the point. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. So it is like, nobody has an answer to that. Well, but then yeah. it doesn't, I mean, and, then, and it shouldn't matter when you're in the, in the context of a church. I mean, you're like, you, you start off saying, I, I can't worship next to you. Like, mm-hmm. and like I said, you know, we're two people made in the image of God and we're saved by the same savior with the same gospel, we'll see. the same destiny. Why yeah. would we not worship next to each other? Well, let's, let's say, Okay. So now, nowadays, being like you said, like three years later, you don't hear as much as far as saying like, where we're not worshiping with you. And the reason why is because they've already separated. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And so like, you don't hear, you don't, you won't hear. And it's, the fact that it's still separated is an issue. Right. You know? And so <clears throat> you have those who were, were in churches, you know, they're surrounded by other white brothers and sisters who may have, may or may not have voted for Trump or may, may or may not agree with Trump. And it's and I, it's sad to say that this it, the reason for separation is dealing with Trump. You know what I'm saying? Because it shouldn't have to do. It shouldn't have no, nothing to do with him. You know. But based off of that, that's, that the reasoning is because they voted for him. It shows what their their hearts what their hearts are like. So I know the attention of your heart is not good for me. 
because you voted for this guy who doesn't care about me based on the assumption. Mm-hmm. So you voted for him. But yeah, that's just pure, pure Marxism working its way through our culture too. It's just a, this big divide and conquer kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, there's so much deeper than just that, but there's so it's, it's this, it's that the Marxist aspect of divide and conquer, get people um, balkanized, get people in, into different groups because, because groups can be pushed into voting blocks and stuff. And it's, it's, it's caustic on a culture, but it definitely doesn't belong in the church. Yeah. Yeah. And then, oh man. So <laughs> then, so when you come out the church, now going into the church, then you have to bring up questions like, okay, dealing with the Marxism, but then all oh, this issue of slavery and like how, how blacks have always been mistreated or underrated in the church. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that the AME had to start, you know, like it's the reality of that, you know, the African Methodist church had to, had to begin because of racism, which is truth in that, and, you know, so, but it's like, okay, what else? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that was wrong. Yeah. They didn't want to, they didn't want to, they didn't see those people didn't feel like black people should be preaching, should be the leading in the church. Cool. Yeah. Yep. True. True enough. And it's not belittling that, you know, so not saying this there's less wicked than anything else, but it's like, okay, but where's the grand scale? Cause you might think is where there's sin at, we point it out as Christians. Mm-hmm. Right. We point out, we point out sin, we call to repentance and that's what we do. And we look to the Lord. Yep. No, but, but now, but you're saying that your current brothers and sisters, your current ones who haven't shown you any hatred who haven't told you that you can't preach because you black and you can't be here because you're black or you can't be in this position because you're black because they haven't. Uh, oh, and let me say this. They say it because, Oh, they're not, they're not going to tell us that to our face, but it's because they haven't put us there. We're marginalized. There's more white people on staff than it is black people. You know what I'm saying? And then you got yeah. people like, so then you have people like Matt Chandler who comes to a, the MLK 50 conference and says stuff like, I'd rather take a less qualified black man over a more qualified white man just because he's black and black people cheer. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, do you, are you seeing, you see, he's cutting you short. You're not, yeah. you're not as qualified, but he's going to put you there just because you're black. Like, like that's not, that's not loving. Right. I want, I don't, if I'm not qualified, I'm not qualified. Don't choose me because you, you're trying to uh, look cool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, that's what, you have, that's what you have going on in the church and it's ridiculous, man. And, you know, and that's what started, that's what started a lot of my stuff dealing with the social justice stuff. So how do we put like, as people who understand it better than average, it seems these days, I guess, <laughs> hopefully I'm wrong on that. Most people are just being quiet, but how do we push more towards a biblical gospel centric worldview where we can just kind of, I mean, I mean, what this is what I love about, um, it was me and you talking about earlier off, off the air about fallacies uh-huh. and how we were talking about um, dealing with presuppositions. Yep. And it's like, that's everybody's operating off of a presupposition, you know, presupposing that's that there's racism. Yeah. You know, they're presupposing that this, that there's marginalization. They're presupposing and, that, and we can always get, but isn't get, that almost a that's a that's a sinful presupposition? Yes, that you're just not, assuming somebody else has has got a like. We all know that our condition that we start off with a wicked heart, but mm-hmm. but to look at a brother and sister and say, 
you know, you're, you, you might be in the church and worshiping the Lord, but you're still wicked. Yeah, man. Yeah. And, it's, and, it's, and what people don't realize you bearing false witness, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You're breaking God's commandment. You're bearing false witness. You don't know this. What's the witness at, you know, that say that this person is being that way or, or has that in their heart, you know, because they voted or because the fact that they don't have, or you may have two elders in your church and neither one of them are African-American or Hispanic. And you say, Oh, it's, it's marginalization, racism. They don't want us there. You know, like, Yo, man, and, I, and I'll tell you where I was, and this is so like my where I stood at on this issue when I was on the fence is so, so medi- mediocre to where people are. But I was like, well, we need why can't we have Christian hip hop in church? That was my that's where I was at. And I was like, mm-hmm. hey, man, I like rap music. Like, I don't I mean, I like hymns. I like the hymns. I like the salters. And that's all good. But where, where's the drums at? Can we get some drums in here? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, where's, that's our culture. That you yeah. know, that's culture, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and so that's what I was at. I'm like, what? and then why do I have to preach in a suit? Can I, why can't I wear a t-shirt? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't have the money for no suit. I'm marginalized. I'm marginalized. I don't got the money for all that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where I was at on that stuff. I was like, okay, yeah, this is, you know, why can't we you know, be in on this stuff? You know, but yep. preferences. They well, those going to be issues regardless of, of ethnic background too. I mean, our church, yeah. I think our church struggles with some of that too. You know, we're, we're mostly white, but we're mostly old too. We got, uh, I think <laughs> I'm 42. My pastor's 45 or 46. And I think we're like the two of the youngest adults in the church and there aren't hardly any kids. Oh, wow. And so we struggle with that too. You know, I would, I would love to have um, more, more vibrant music. I want to keep it, you know, theologically solid. Oh, of course. And stuff. And, and we're, that's one thing we're good about is the music at our church is theologically very good. But I think some of the people in my church, like they almost are afraid of having really good music. We had a guy that um, would come several years ago and he'd come through the rotation and do music every, you know, every, maybe every month or two. And he was like a recording artist. So he, he was very good. I mean, he's, Mm. he's got albums. He's, he does uh, country music. And uh, the first time I heard him, I said, wow, he's really good. But he just went away and, and I don't, I, I don't want to bear false witness. I I'm going to say right up front, I'm bearing, I'm going on assumptions based on what I know of our church, but I think mm-hmm. he was run out because people thought that it was a little, just too, too showy, too flashy. Mm. And which, which really annoys me because this guy had a talent and, and we, we, we should like highlight each other's talents in our church. You know, if your talent is whatever your talent is, if it can benefit the church and, and, and whatnot, we, we, we should be highlighting that and, and, and encouraging I, each I, other in that. I get that. And it's interesting. At the church I, the church I go to, we, <laughs> we were singing the songs and Psalters with just the piano. We had a piano in there mm-hmm. and I'll, and then, but eventually they, they incorporated um, a guy who knew how to play guitar a little bit. And then they incorporated uh, that was a young lady who knew how to play the flute. I said, okay. Mm-hmm. I said, we, I said, we, I, said we, it, I said, where's the, where's the drum? Just bring it on <laughs> in. And then I was like, come on. And then, so now they, they, uh, <laughs> they allowed the tom where you, you do the, just the paddle, uh-huh. you know? So they allowed that. And so we got a little beat now. We got a little yeah. rhythm. Oh, now. that's good. You know, it, it took some time to get to that point. And I, you know, and I can imagine, you know, based off the traditional, how things were, it's like, okay, well, we just incorporate these things as we go. And I like how they, how they incorporated into the, the psalters, you know, into the songs we're singing, you know, and it works out. So, I mean, it, 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 it turns out that then it was just 
wrote down the preference. Like, yeah. But my issue was like, okay, do they, is it, is it, is it true that they really don't want this in the church because of it's ethnicity? ethnically um, tied to black people ethnically thank you brother (laughs) is it ethnically tied to black people is that the real reason why we don't have drums in the church is that is that the reason why we don't have christian hip-hop in the church because it's it's tied to black people you know what i'm saying or or seem to be tied i got this little thing just flew up my face like is that the reason and i'm like no like that can't that's that can't be the reason you know the bible tells us to hope all things to believe all things when it comes to our brothers and sisters. So I'm going to hope out there. I'm going to hope, okay, the reason why we don't have this particular type of music or genre in the church is not because they hate my culture. You know, that ain't the reason. They're trying to be careful about something. They have a conviction, you know, and they're not thankful for my elders. They explain their convictions. And now you can either believe them or call them a liar, but really you got to know the heart, mm-hmm. you know? And so... And it's, you know, that's, that's where I stood on that. And so, yeah, but I just think, I just think when it comes to how we deal with it, it's, it's realizing that a lot of these things are based off of presuppositions. They're presupposing yeah. things. And so when you realize that presupposing something, okay, now the burden, of, the burden of proof lies on them Person to, show, the claim, to yeah. show, yeah, yeah, to show, to show the hand. And um, I remember I was having a conversation with another brother and thankfully he's not on that side room where he was, he was on social justice end, but he's, he didn't come over to the right side now, <laughs> but, but we used to have, we was having a, a it was, I don't want to say heated, but it was, it was very hot dealing with prison, um, prison reform, you know, uh, saying that, you know, the, uh, blacks are marginally uh, jailed and, you know, they're, they're targeted all the time and everything else. And I remember having a conversation with him and I was like, yo, I said, okay, why are they in jail? Because they because they broke the law or somebody planted evidence. Like, what is it? You know, what is the reason? What is the reason why they're in jail? They broke they broke the law. Okay, so should they should be in jail? Well, well, yeah, okay, they should be in jail because they broke the law. You know, so now you say, well, there's, it's, it's filled with more black people because unfortunately, more black people commit crimes. If that's the truth, mm-hmm. so if that if that is the truth that it's more black people than anyone else then yeah, it's because more of us are committing crimes. But why is that? You know, I mean, just bring it down to the root of it. Why are, why are we committing crimes? Oh, wait, then the world says we don't have enough activities. That's what, that's what the Democrats say. They'll say something like, oh, we need more activities. We need, we need to put other boys and girls club in the city. We need to do this and that. We need to put basketball out here. Like, okay, we have a lot of basketball. We got a lot of clubs, got mm-hmm. everything else. Why are they still committing crimes? Why are, they still mur- why are we murdering each other? You know, why? Because of sin. Mm-hmm. They're, they're in there because of sin, you know, and it was like, okay, well, then you the argument comes about what they have, they have drug possession, but they keeping them in jail too long, you know, A, B, and C. And I said, okay, that's a whole other argument to me. I think there's a whole other argument. But what I'm saying is, even if they are keeping them in jail too long for, for drug possession and all of that, the people who do the crime know that these laws- well, I have a little maybe devil's sorry. advocate type question on there. Mm-hmm. I fully agree with you. The reason is sin, but sin isn't limited to the black community. No, not at all. So, I mean, we're not at all. So that's why, that's why I bring it down to presupposition because now, because if you, when you bring it down to sin, it, it loses color. Right. You know what I'm saying? Color is no longer a factor here. It, it's no longer ethnicity. It's no longer race. It's a heart issue. And all of our hearts bleed the same. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, 
if if you bring that's why I love to bring it down to that level when I'm dealing with someone dealing with the social justice issues. Like it brings down to the heart. Okay. Yep. And when they when I talk about um people not getting uh people being mistreated, not well get not uh when blacks are not making it as much as whites, okay, well, how do you know? Well, well, I got a homie, like he tried to get a job, man. They they didn't pay him as much as they could have. Why? Like, is there, is there, you know, when you go to a job and you get an interview, you, they tell you, okay, well, we're going to hire you at this amount. You agree to it or don't agree to it. Mm-hmm. You know, you can try to negotiate or don't negotiate, you mm-hmm. know, but it's their prerogative. You know, now you can assume that it's racist, but you'll just be assuming. So now once again, bring it down to the root of it. Is it sinful? Because it's bearing false witness. Right. And then now to the person who is hiring, if they are in sin, because of racism, well, that's on them. They show partiality. Right. I said, where, where sin is, we can point it out and deal with it. But it has nothing to do with color. Mm-hmm. They're a sinner because blacks will do the same thing. Blacks will sit there and only will hire the black man over the white because of the fact that I want to build my people up. But then it's not racist then. Mm-hmm. It's just trying to, it's trying to build my people up. <laughs> you know, and so it all boils down to the heart of it. It's like, it's, it's, Which in and of itself it's isn't, isn't purely wrong. It's just, you gotta be careful about how you build each other up. You know, are you building each other up in, in a, in a fruitful way or is it just mm-hmm. in a prideful way? But yeah, you I mean, cause I mean, the issue is, all, the issue here is partiality, mm-hmm. you know, and, and see racism, even though like, I know this whole argument was like, you know, racism, you know, race is not in the Bible and so on and so forth. And, you know, even though it's like a social construct and all of that, but what's in the Bible is partiality. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and we're told not to be partial, you know, because of, because of someone's status, you know, and then, so it's like, we should be partial period. You know, so it's like if somebody, yeah. if somebody comes through and they're qualified for the position and you overlook them because they're not your race or they're not your ethnicity, that's only, that's wrong on your part. Even and that's you know, getting tough now because what if it's a, it's a straight black man against a white gay man. Then now you've got this intersectionality thing going oh, yeah. and whose points are higher than <laughs> whose. And like, now what do you do? If I pick the black man, then I might be homophobic. But if I pick the gay man then I'm a racist. Yeah. Yeah. You know? see, it, it, yeah. The intersectionality is a whole, oh man. But isn't that a big part of what social justice is turning into is this intersectionality just, stuff? Yeah. I just think it became a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. It's like you, you have a, um, you have the social justice narrative being that blacks are marginalized. So you take this argument and the only thing you're doing, you're, you're just substituting black for blank, yeah. black for gay, black for trans, black for whatever. Right. You know, you just separate, you're just substituting it. It's the same argument. You just yeah, putting something else in there, yeah. you know, and it's dealing with partiality. And so like we're marginalized, A, B, and C. Well, then the gays can use the same argument because, Hey, they're marginalized because we can't get married. Mm-hmm. Like I want to marry this person. I, I feel like I love and care about and want to spend the rest of my life with, but you telling me I can't get married to them, mm-hmm. that you're marginalizing me, you know, saying so you're not being yeah. fair to me. You're not, you're not giving me equal rights. As everyone else, I have equal civil rights. Now they're taking the language. Yeah. And now you have the gays, but then what about the trans? What about then? What about those who, who say, well, I don't think I am. I, 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 born, I was born a boy, but that's not who I am. Right. Someone else. And now you're marginalizing me. And so it's like, if you hold to, it's like, if you hold that's to the this world, narrative. The world system right now values victimhood. Everybody yeah. wants to be a victim because, because victims are lifted up and, how do we, I mean, we can't really change the, the greater world, but 
how do we point the church back in the right direction? Because that should be something that doesn't involve us. You know, here, I mean, we just go back to the basics. You and I are both sinners. We're both... Back to the scriptures. We're both raised by the same Savior, brought to life, changed. We'll both be glorified eventually by the same Savior. So, like, how do we look at our brothers and sisters in Christ and just put get put past that and on either end it's gonna be it's gonna have to be in realizing that if the, if if we're doing that the root of it the the basic issue is the fact that we're all broken mm-hmm. in need of a savior like we have all these things in common regardless of ethnicity we're all broken we're sinners if, apart from apart from God we could do any we can do nothing. You know, um, if we die apart from Christ, we all go to hell, no matter what color you are, no matter what background you're from. Mm-hmm. And coming from all of that, that's going to be that's the only the only foundation, because building from that building from there is OK. If we're all if we all started here and the only way we can make it to make it to heaven is through the Lord, through the same Savior, like you just said, through the same Savior, then we have no choice but to come together because right. we can't be an island. We can't do it alone. It was, it was but not only, I mean, it's not, like it's not even that we have no choice. It's that like when we're regenerated, it shouldn't matter. Like it shouldn't. We shouldn't. Shouldn't be a thought that crosses our head that. Well, that's, and that's that, what I mean. Well, I have like, to go through the same gate, the same door that you go through. You know, like I'm okay with that because I'm going through the door, and we're going to spend eternity together. And I want to do that as as fellow saved people fellow redeemed brothers yeah that's right it's, 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 so yeah so not that's a choice but it's just our, our hearts are changed if our hearts are changed uh-huh. then that's what's going to happen you know looking to our brothers and, sisters, and this is and this is something i'm struggling with and i struggle with it off and on dealing with this whole subject social justice is i do believe and i do believe there are brothers and sisters on that side who are just like misled just there's misunderstandings right. or just, you know, um, just haven't, just haven't really had the veil taken off in these, in these certain areas, just real, just kind of ruled by, by emotion mostly on these, on this mm-hmm. side, you know, but then I struggle with the fact that I struggle with the idea. I can say the fact, cause I don't know, but I struggle with the idea that a lot of these brothers and sisters are, are not truly brothers and sisters. And I struggle with that. And I've been, I've been open about that even on my channel. It's like, I really struggle about that because if, if, if the Bible is true concerning how believers are to be towards one another, and even we talk about the love passage, we talk about hope, love hopes all things, love yeah. believes all things. I don't see that. Mm-hmm. I don't see that benefit of doubt given. Someone makes a comment, makes any comment, and without giving any proper context, automatically ridiculed and and you know and looked down on and you know and, and called racist or called Uncle Tom or whatever the case may be. Yeah. But yeah, like that's, that's hate, you know, that's not loving your brother. That's not loving your sister, you know? And so, and, I, and Jesus said, you will know the, you will, you will know them. You would, they will know that's you something by the love I, you show one to another. Yeah. That's something I struggle with too. Cause it, I think to all, to some degree, I think we all struggle some more than others with, with trying to find that line between, um, are they uh, like, yeah, they're, they're saved, but they are still struggling with some issues versus are they a false convert, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and we don't want to write each other off as 
false converts prematurely. Right. Right. Cause I mean, cause I mean, cause also going back to the gospel is the gospel doesn't promise us that we're going to live perfectly here. No, you know, we're going to, so. we're going to have flaws. There are going to be issues that we have, and there's going to be short sightedness on, on mm-hmm. some parts and especially some things with the uh, theology, like, you know, secondary issues, whatever case may be. Yeah. So it's like, okay, there, there's, there's grace here. There's room for grace here, you yeah. know? And so it's like, I, 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 that's why I say I struggle with it because I'm not quick to write one off because of what the gospel does teach, Yeah. you know? And, but, but what kills me is that like, on the other side of the issue, on the social justice side of things, they don't see, they don't look at a lot of us on this side in the same way. They say that our, because of our not agreeing in that area or agreeing on narrative, that shows that we really don't have love. Like we're really not loving. Yeah. Well, that's something I'm glad you just said that because I was going to come back to that. Well, you just, you, you kind of said it quickly, but, but Jesus did say, we'll know each other. We'll, we'll be, they will, the rest of the world will know us by our love for each other. Mm-hmm. And And that's, that's so true. And there's, I mean, there's so much to that and it's not, that's something that we can't just gloss over. Right. And if we're loving toward each other, then we're not going to have those prejudices towards each other, but we're also going to forgive each other if we slip into something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, on one hand, I'm going to treat you with respect, but on the other hand, if I slip up and say something that's unbecoming of a brother in Christ, then I'd ask you for forget for forgiveness. And, and and move on. And Jesus didn't, didn't Jesus say, you know, when asked how many times do we forgive each other? Right. Is it seven times? No, 70 times seven, you know, you continually forbid, forgive. Exactly. And, and, but see, so this is, so the heart behind, I know we talked about it earlier in passing, but um, the heart behind what brother wasn't to initially attack a particular person mm-hmm. wasn't to attack. Um, yeah. Any particular person, it was basically just to, to, to attack the idea the ideology behind the whole woke movement, the social justice narrative, you know, all the examples that say that's, that's, um, I mean, that's filing into making people, black people marginalized. And like, uh, the, there's an episode I did on Woke Brother where it says, uh, Woke Brother brings the facts <laughs> and it basically uh, going over some news articles. And these were real news articles that uh, actual news articles that talked about how racism was making black people fat or you know, causing black people to be, to eat more, that racism is uh, causing blacks to have to wait 30% more uh, longer across the road. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was just ridiculous. And I was like, yo, I, I, I gotta, I gotta do a video on this. And that's how that started. And, um, and it's just the ridiculousness of the whole idea, you know, and I just wanted to show that. I just want to display that. Um, yeah, it's definitely humorous, though the way the way you did it, and I mean, at least that's how I took it. That's how Andrew, I know Andrew pointed me to it, and he took it as as humorous. The the waiting, I laughed at, and then the other one when you're talking about the the increase in the price of a cheeseburger. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> it went up thirty cents, and <laughs> it's funny when I when I actually recorded that was that was my first one, and when I actually when I recorded that one. I literally had to stop recording because I, I started laughing. Because <laughs> somebody asked me, it was like, well, how do you keep a straight face through that? And I was like, I do jump Multiple cuts. Multiple takes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do jump cuts. And, that, and that's what I showed me just how bizarre it is. And then people, it was, it was actually bizarre. People actually took me serious with that whole old brother thing. I remember the comments yeah, I received I was kind of surprised that the last one I saw was, oh, I'm just kidding. 
Yeah, it was like, oh, it was funny. Andrew was telling me that um, one one guy was like, oh, uh, you got you got to talk to Andrew. Like he's 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 uh, associated with this guy. He's like, like he's on the social justice side of things. Like he's like he's, like he's, <laughs> uh, he's just throwing out a whole lot of racist comments and stuff like that. And and uh, he didn't know it was satire. And so it was it was very funny. It's just interesting that people took that seriously. I remember um, Phil. Uh, Phil, was it Phil Jack? Not Phil Jackson. He be usually with John MacArthur now. Oh, uh, yeah, Phil Johnson. Phil Johnson. Okay, I was close with Jackson. Johnson. Yeah, yeah Phil Johnson. I, I remember where um, Phil Johnson had shared my content on Twitter, and that was really encouraging. Yeah. And but people got on the thread and was like, "So are you are you agreeing with him? Like, like <laughs> are you okay? like why are you why are you why are you sharing this man's?" This, this, why are you sharing all this, this vomit this, he's, he's throwing? And he, he knew it was a satire. And he was like, it's satirical, you know, just, you know, check it out. And so it was just. Well, it's like it that. Was, What's yeah. her name? Uh, that, that woman on Twitter. It's not actually a woman. The guy, the person behind it is a guy. He's a, a British comedian, but it's like Titania McGrath or something like that. It's like this super mm-hmm. feminist. Oh, wow. I I'm not familiar with that it's, one. It's, when, it, it takes a few like reading through a bit of it before you pick up on the fact that this, Oh yeah, this is totally satire. But once you do, it's, it's hilarious. Oh wow. It's, it's on Twitter. It's on Twitter. Yeah. And it's a, uh, it's, I saw him uh, once in a while. I watched Dave Rubin. Mm-hmm. He's a, kind of a well, sort of on the left, but very level headed guy mm-hmm. that does Twitter or uh, YouTube videos and stuff. And he interviewed the comedian that, was behind the, this Titania McGrath and uh, really funny, but yeah, it, that's the danger on that kind of stuff. When you get into the, some of the satire is that it, when you're really good at it, people think that people don't know it's satire. Yeah. And I had one guy, he literally on one of my YouTube channels and like, like cursed me on my, on my comments. <laughs> He's like, oh, you just, man, you just need to go, you need to go do some work. <laughs> like, you know, I commented, I commented back, I responded to him. I don't know if he ever saw it or not, but I responded back to him. I said, please, sir, relax. <laughs> I said, it's just serious. I don't mean it. I said, you look at my other videos on my channel, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, uh, but you know, that's, that's the whole thought, the thing behind it is like, I just want to show the foolishness of the idea, just mm-hmm. attacking the ideology, you know, um, one specifically I wanted to talk about real quick was uh, when yeah. I did with dealt with um, Miriam uh, with Miriam Williamson, Marianne Williamson, Miriam Marianne Williamson, yes. Okay. And uh, when the, she was the at, new ager that was running for president for a while there. Yeah, she was. She did this um, this prayer in a church with like well, it was a mixed uh, mixed crowd, but she had the white people put their hands on black people to pray for them and or basically say a prayer about how they're, they're sorry for their racism and, you know, they repent and ask for forgiveness and everything else. And so I did a Woke Brother episode on that one. It was basically like, basically praising her. Like, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. I, was, I said, but where are my hand? I need somebody to put a hand on my shoulder. <laughs> I said, well, you know, where are my prayers at? You know, and I, I had fun with that one because it's just like, y'all like these people are apologizing for something that they didn't do. Mm-hmm. You know, like these these people probably didn't have. And I say probably because there may have been some people who were racist in it. Doesn't that kind of just compound the problem that now you're enabling the precept, yes. the false presuppositions? Yes. 
Yes. Yeah. Because now you, you make yes, enabling it. It's like, okay, so you got these people who are saying they're apologizing for their said racism. Then why can't you? Mm-hmm. They're jumping on. Why can't you? So it must be, I must be right. I, I must be, I, I really am owed these things from you because look, they see it. Why can't you see it? There's something wrong with you. That's why you don't see it. It's because of your racism. Mm-hmm. You, know, you want to harbor that hatred for me where they really love me because they're willing to apologize me for something they didn't even do. Yeah. You no. Know, and it's like, that's, that's crazy. That's crazy. It's like, Oh, like you got, that we all, we, we're, we're all sinners. Mm-hmm. We sinned against God. We got enough to, uh, to repent of. Right. <laughs> it's like yeah. without, without adding anything superficial to problems, it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, I like how you've been bringing this back to presuppositionalism and I didn't, I didn't see that angle before we got online and talked tonight, but, uh, it's so true. And, uh, and, and I'm kind of, I, I'm drawn towards presuppositionalism, but I'm weak in it. Mm-hmm. And, and I like how you pointed that out because it, it does explain so much more than, than I've gotten into both, yeah, I, I, both among Christians and with non-Christians. I mean, to, to the different points of view that people are expressing. And that's the thing is like I I find myself being weak weak in the presuppositional side as well. It's just what if if what we believe is true about the Bible, like you said earlier about bringing back to the basics. Mm-hmm. If what we're saying is true, if the Bible is true, then a lot of this stuff that we're we're concerned with matters nothing, matters little. Right. You know, like if there where there is sin, point it out. Let's deal with it. Let's call it out. You know, and because people say, well, you're standing for you you won't stand for social justice, but you'll stand for abortion. Because it's happening. Like babies are being murdered. Mm-hmm. You're, you're telling me you're marginalized because somebody didn't give you a loan. Like that's, wait a minute. Where are we, where are we missing it at? There's a reason why you didn't get a loan. <laughs> well, who is but, that lady you were talking about before we started? You were, you said you were going to talk about this woman. Oh, so it, it came in a one. Um, she, yeah, she's a, um, she, she's a writer. And then she did this, uh, she was, uh, she was interviewed for the Sparrows conference. It was a women's conference that she was inter- interviewed for. And they talked about blackness and she made a lot of claims on there um, about how basically whiteness is the root of all evil and thievery and, and murder and everything else. Whiteness is, you know? And, um, and so like, it's like you, these are sins. So you got murder, which is a sin, right? Mm-hmm. Stealing uh, being a thief is a sin. It never God never put color on those things. He never said, right. okay, well, this is going to be the whiteness. This is going to be the blackness. It's a sin. You know, so she's saying that whiteness in the root of whiteness is thievery, murder, all those things. And that's not what the Bible says, you know? And so she makes, she made claims like that. She also um, made claims, talk, speaking, of, speaking of people who, who haven't repented of their whiteness, who haven't renounced their whiteness and embraced blackness, actually causing harm to black people. You know, they're causing unnecessary stress and causing depression and anxiety to black people because they won't renounce their whiteness, you know, being it is, it is all, it all boils down to color because in, and then it's a culture, but it boils down to color. It's, it's, it is, uh, I love what, um, I know Samuel say in his article, I did a, a video reviewing his article, but he's talking about like this whole idea of blackness is just, it's, it's just skin deep. That's all it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be just skin deep, but they make it deeper than that. They make blackness all about what you like, what your desires are, who you are, you know? And so you're actually telling me as, as an African-American man 
my, I'm defined as being truly black based off if I agree with you. And if I'm not, if I don't agree with you, then I'm, I'm not truly black. I'm not, I'm not embracing blackness. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, and I, I really don't really don't care for black people, you know, and that's, you know, it's, it's crazy. And so she's, you know, she's one proponent for that. And um, Eric Mason's another and so on and so forth. You made a comment. You said she was pregnant. No, 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 not not her. Um, so she made a comment in an interview. This is the interview that she did after the, the Sparrows conference. Because uh-huh. during the Sparrows conference, people walked out on her. There okay. was some there were some women who walked out on her. I don't know if they were all white. I don't know. I just know that women who walked out on her. And she made a comment in an interview she did with Jamar Tisby and another brother that um, that when she was up there pre when she said she was up there not preaching when she was up there speaking. You know, she's no, she's keeping in mind that there are pregnant women in the audience who's affected by the sister's racism who's near them. Uh, they're affected by this, the whiteness around them, this racism that's surrounding them. And they're pregnant and their, their pregnancies are at risk because of all this unnecessary stress that's on them by being in these white spaces. Oh, okay. You know? And so that's what she's making comments like that. And so I was like, yo, you telling me that because of someone's heart, like somebody, somebody sitting next to you because they have a heart of racism. It's causing you to be that that scared, that afraid that you're gonna miscarry. Like, come on, man. Yeah, come on. Well, I brought that up because you mentioned abortion, and that seems to be a much more realistic threat to the pregnancies Mm -hmm. than 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 any kind of stress that would come about a conference. And see, that's but see, they'll say they'll say that okay, well, even though Abortion is an important issue, but we're we're giving attention to we're giving more attention to this and not enough to this over here, you know. So, yeah. so Eric Mason made a comment in his book Woke Church. He talked about how, you know, we should stand up for uh, stand against abortion, you know, but we need people on the we need people standing up at the uh, at the Congress at the Congress's house, you know, what I'm saying or the Congressman's office and stuff like that, and and protesting, you know. But the thing is, what are we protesting? You know, and that's where we don't agree at. You know, where's the injustice that we're going to be standing against? That's what we don't agree at. It's not, it's not that we don't agree that we should stand against injustice. And that's what's been twisted a whole lot. The, the, how we define justice. You know, so it's not, that I don't, it's not that I don't agree with you that we should stand against injustice. It's that I don't agree with what you're calling injustice. Mm-hmm. You know, and, um, and just giving the example, uh, Eric Mason in an interview with the Jude 3 Project, uh, about his book, but he he mentioned that an injustice and just you know in passing, one type of injustice is fatherless homes, and another type of injustice is the fact that a black person or that black people can't get loans, or you know or get as much as the as a white man would get, and so there's two presuppos- there's presuppositions here, <laughs> you know. So we go to the go to the first one, fatherless homes. Okay, where's the injustice in that? Where there is injustice on the father's part for leaving their leaving right. the mother and the, and the child. But is that a is that a government issue? Is that something the government can fix? Is that something that I can protest to the government about? What are they going to do? What are, what are they going to do? They're going to say it's and, marginal. Where they they need to stop encouraging it. But what more can they do? Yeah, what more can you do? It's a heart issue, right? That boils down to heart. Why do why do fathers leave the homes when they have their mothers and children? It's heart issues, all involved right. in that. Yeah. A lot of issues in that. It's heart issues, you know. So there's nothing the government can fix about that. Okay. So now, what about the people who are giving loans? 
well, why aren't they giving you a loan? The presupposition is because you're black. But no, it could be your credit. It could be the fact that they're taking a risk and, they, and they're the ones who got to make the decision of the risk they're going to make. And they decide to take a risk with you or they, or they don't decide to take a risk with you. I'm an African-American man. There's a lot of black people I don't trust. <laughs> it, ain't because, it ain't because I hate black people. Is it, I, I don't, I, so I'm surprised somebody, if somebody trusts me without knowing me, I'm not wondering what's going on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it, it's not, a, it's, it, it's just, it's presupposition. You have to yeah. presuppose these things, you know? And that's why I don't agree. I said, I don't agree that those are injustices. Mm-hmm. Now you take um, Jim Crow, injustice, got you. You take the fact that, um, you know, that you blacks couldn't, they, it, it, even white people were, got, got, um, they got flawed for teaching blacks how to read. You know, that's an injustice. You know, like, yeah, like, what? Yeah. Teaching him how to read is an injustice? No, 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 no. I said back then, during Jim Crow, white people would get flawed, would get um, whipped. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, they I would get whipped. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. They, that, uh, yeah, that I understand. Yeah, that would yeah, be yeah. injustice. They, they, I, was just, I thought you were yeah, saying they, they were, there was an injustice <laughs> that they were teaching them how to read. Like You should teach them how to read. That's an Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, what? <laughs> Keep us illiterate. Yeah. <laughs> but no, like, like that, I mean, that, that, those things are injustices. Like we can point to that yep. and say, okay, we can look at that. We can look at history. We can all say, yes, that was wrong with us. But how do we know? Because we go back to the Bible. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, like is, this, is this going against God's law? Like, yeah. It, being, it was partial. It was showing yeah. partiality. They were being deceptive. Yes. And, it, it, you know, so yes, all of it. Evil, wicked, got you. You know what I'm saying? But what about here? Yeah. Today, what are we dealing with here? You know, is it really, is it really bad? And they say, well, the houses in black communities are less, you know, are less taken care of than houses in white communities. Is it because there are black people there? Because people don't take care of their property. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, I'm going to tell you, I live, I know the neighborhood I live in. I got, I got, I live in a predominantly white neighborhood myself. And I'll tell you, I'm not a yards person. <laughs> you know, it's like, so my, my bush isn't the best cut bush. Uh-huh. I ain't get, <laughs> I cut my grass when I get to it. <laughs> <laughs> and so I know some of my neighbors be like, he's just bringing down our property value. <laughs> <laughs> but that, but that, hey, but I know. That, I know there's some, no reflection on the color of your skin. <laughs> no, no, that, no, that's just a reflection of me, of me being lazy. <laughs> Right. For me, that's 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 what that is. Not because yeah. I'm black, you know. It's because I'm lazy. So like, but you go you go to other neighborhoods. I know neighborhoods where there are white people who stay in houses who don't take care of their yards too. Right. It's yeah. not a black. It's not a black or white issue. Right. It's just an issue. People yeah. don't take. People are not. People aren't good stewards over their over the things that they, that God has given them. Yeah. You know. That's so. That's the or issue. Maybe they're just too busy on the inside of the house and <laughs> and they're working their way outside. They're working their way out. Yeah. <laughs> So, so, so many variables in there, but it's not giving yeah. any account to those things. It's just automatically being presupposed that it's racism, yeah. automatically presupposed that it's marginalization. And, I, and coming back to it, I like that you keep coming back there because that makes it a gospel issue. I mean, mm-hmm. And, and you, it's such a gospel opportunity too. When, and I think you've, you've illustrated some good points and how to turn it into a gospel issue during conversation. You know, is, what is really what's affecting you? Is it because of skin or is it because of sin you know and mm-hmm. and uh and that's really what i mean that's what's gonna make a difference eternally you know you get somebody right. to just like rethink it just for one moment changes an eternity for somebody amen amen it's, but, but that's helped me i mean the, the reality of all those things and bringing the gospel to bear has helped me when i was on the fence just come on over mm-hmm. he's like realizes like okay 
yeah, the the, the other side is not is the grass isn't greener over there. Like it's not it's not good over here. It's gonna what what it does is keeps us in fear. Yeah. It keeps us in fear. It keeps us always having to make excuses. I'm not where I should be because of this. I'm not, you know, because of this person yeah. over here, the, the, the man trying to keep me down. Yeah. You know, when it's well, like, and well, I think most people, regardless of skin color or ethnic background or, or whatever their situation, um, it, it can be easy to kind of lose sight that, that, that life and the curse is supposed to be difficult. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, I was just talking to my wife about this a week or so ago, you know, she makes, I'm a stay at home dad and, and she makes really good money as an attorney, but it's a very, very stressful job. Mm-hmm. And she's been, she has t- trouble dealing with the stress sometimes. And, and I just pointed out to her that you're never going to get rid of stress. You know, like right now your stress is like, you got these clients that want you to get all this work done and you got more work than you have time to do it. But you know, other people stress because, their job is easier, but they're not bringing in as much. And so they're worried about how to pay the bills, you know? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's not that we're going to get rid of stress. It's really what kind of stress are we going to have? And, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, that's kind of why I said, I, I, I wouldn't necessarily prejudge you by your lawn. You know, I, how, what do I know? Maybe you're meticulous about having a clean kitchen. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't come right. in your house. I might drive down your street and I, I see the, the ratty looking bushes, but I, I can't see your kitchen and see, you know, maybe you keep that thing crystal clear. <laughs> yeah. You eat, off, you eat off my floor. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it, that's, yeah. But it, I like it, how I, you made this a gospel issue. And, and, uh, I think that's like, what I think would be most helpful to me for sure, you know, uh, seeing these issues come up, if somebody brings it up with me, just bring it back to the gospel and look at what's the real real issue. At the end of the day, that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, cause we can't take any of this stuff with us. So right. you, if you, if you say, we can take say, each other with, if you, I mean, if you share the gospel, you bring somebody to the, to, to the Lord and show them their sin and, and show them the, the savior. I mean, you I can take that with, but, that's, that's it. the beauty of it. Like you, like you and I, by God's grace, will be able to spend an eternity together. We'll be with each other for an eternity. But this job that I'm concerned with, the fact that I don't get the raise, can't uh-huh. take that with me. Right. It won't matter. It won't matter in the end. Yep. You know, the fact that, you know, I feel like I was the, the prisons, you know, too many people in prisons, well, that ain't going to matter in the end. Yeah. You know, so like none of this stuff, none of that will matter in the end. It's, you know, like if, if it, you get prison reform, you get everything else, you get the money and everything else, all that stuff. But if your soul ain't saved, then what good is it? Right. Yep. You know, like, so I mean, even though, like I said, I don't agree with those things being injustice in themselves, but it's like, so, okay, so give you all that now what? You know, like, but the fact that it's taking you away from fellowship with your brothers and sisters, the fact yeah. that it's causing you to, to not love your brothers and sisters fully like, like we should, then that's an issue. That's the bigger issue, you know? And so it's like, you know, that's, it's like the priorities are mixed up here. Yeah. You know? And, um, and I, you know, I, honestly, I don't have a problem with somebody wanting to stand. If they feel like if, if, if they found out that there's a company who's uh, mistreating people, mistreating their workers, you know, everything else. Okay. Yeah. Stand for that, you know, stand against yeah. that, you know, you know, do your thing. But it's like when you, when you make it, and I think that's the issue. They make it so generalized, you know. Um, one guy got really upset with me about uh, dealing with the prison system, and um, well, not about police killings, the whole, the whole issue with that. And that's another touchy subject. 
And he was like, you know, all these, these police officers there, you know, they're targeting blacks. They're targeting blacks. How do you know? Well, they, they got they got them out here on stings and stuff like that, and, and telling them to look for look for people with these characteristics, and they're you know they're, they're characters of black people. Well, how sagging pants? I don't sag my pants. So am I am I not on that list? What about you know saying like what about the blacks who don't sag their pants? Are they targeting them too? You know, saying like they're looking for a particular particular character, mm-hmm. not ethnicity character. Mm-hmm. You know, saying they're looking at okay, these guys may be up to trouble because of where they're doing and how where they at, what part of town they in, time of night. All this can raise questions. I'm the same way. I ride, when I ride down the street, if I'm walking down the street, you know, I, if I see a guy walking ac- across from me coming up the road and uh, he look a certain kind of way, I'm going to wonder who is he. I don't feel automatically safe because I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm prepared, you know, or at least try to be prepared. And so there's, there's, not, there's, there's nothing dealing with race there, you know, but right. when, he was talking about, when he was talking about police killings, he was saying you know, blacks are being targeted more. And I did a, I did a study, I mentioned on my, I did this on my YouTube channel. Whereas I looked at the Washington Post and they're pretty, you know, they're a more liberal site, but oh yeah, and they was trying to they was trying to give the the stats of police killings in 2018 and 2019 and stuff like that. So I looked up 2019 and I looked up the police killings that was that happened so far, and then what I like about the Washington Post on that website is that they have it they have each case like in blocks on the website, mm-hmm. just lined up each case. And so you, you, then they have a filter where you can filter out things, you know, were they black or white, were they unarmed or were they armed, were they, were they fleeing or, or what, you know, yep. you, you can look at all of that. So I had pulled up um, blacks um, between the ages, like I didn't want to look at children, it, you know, I just want to look at ages up. So 18 and up, because mm-hmm. they were saying that black men are being targeted. That's always the, the same, black men are being targeted. So I looked up blacks, 18 and up, um, unarmed. Um, not fleeing. So, you know, because anything, if somebody's fleeing, it could be for any reason, you know. So I said not fleeing. I want to find the most innocent person in this in this group who just, you know, just abiding by the law and abiding by the rules and, you know, they ain't got a weapon on them or nothing that kind of stuff, you know, and see how, and just see what the numbers are. Yeah. And when it boiled down to it, and when it boiled down to it, I would encourage people if, who are listening to this, just check out the YouTube channel, uh, Prescribe Truth, and you'll see that video on there when I talk about that. And it's like, Blacks, it was blacks being killed was like less. It was less than one percent out of the total number of people who got shot by police officers. The the, one, the only one that you could say was questionable that it may not have been the right call to make was less than one percent. And then one particular story I can I share is an individual who committed a crime. He was a suspect. He was a suspect in the crime. Police was getting there, but another police. Uh, another police uh, jurisdiction district came and showed up as well because like two different jurisdictions uh-huh. came through and one was trying to hold the ground, just wait it out, wait for the guy to come. The other ones were ready to shoot and they came through and they basically shot the guy. You know, he was a suspect. You know, he wasn't yet being the one found guilty or anything. I mean, he's a suspect and he was shot. Some, and I was like, okay, there may be some issue here, like a miscommunication Sure. You know, something some, you can look at all that. And say, okay, well, there's something there. It may be, mm-hmm. you know, but even then, it's only one percent, less than one percent. The rest of it is, you got one. We got one where a guy got shot. He's in a case. But once again, this is police shootings, so context don't matter. It's just the, the fact that police officer shot this person. That's all. It, that's all they're showing. But there was one particular, another instance where you had a young man, 17 years old, and this is sad. 17 year old gets shot by a police officer and dies. But what happened was that he wasn't the target. The police officer was there busting another individual 
who was an older suspect, they was they shot at him because he shot at them. It was like he pulled a gun. Police officer shot the the bullet missed the the target and hit the seventeen year old who was with the suspect. Mm. They were hanging out. So this was a case of being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But but they but I remember I looked at the, the news articles and people calling for justice for this individual. Justice. I'm like, it was an accident. Like he wasn't the intended target. And there was a gun that he didn't have. The, the individual was unarmed, right? Cause I looked up unarmed black man. So yes, he was unarmed. But the people that police officers to come in and get was was armed mm-hmm. but with a gun. You know what I'm saying? It's like you know, you got to look at context. You know, but the guy got upset with me. He was like, I, got, I said, you got to look at things by case by case. It was like you ain't got to look at it case by case. Look at the numbers. <laughs> no, I said you can't just look at the numbers. You have to look at. You have to look what's going on. You know, and where there's sin, then yeah, you know what I'm saying? But you can see, like, especially how things happen. I got in trouble with the Amber Geiger issue too, but like when you look at the situations that's going on, it's like, there's context to this and you got, there has to be a level of grace here somewhere. Yeah. You know, like it has to be okay. Well, they don't look like they actually Well, that, that's the thing, especially as, as we're talking about within the church context, that, that's so important. We got to mm-hmm. have grace. It's, it, that's what we're defined by. We're defined by grace. Why, why would we not extend grace? Right. Right. It, it, oh, man. Yeah. It's, it's like, I, I know as I, as I show so much, I can go on and on and on about this. Yeah. Man. Well, we're over an hour and um, I know it's it's an hour later where you are than where I am and kind of getting late. But uh, I got kids that are itching upstairs. I had to text. Hey, I probably got 20 more minutes before this was a while ago. I said, I think no. I got about 20 more minutes. <laughs> I hear some running around upstairs. So. My apologies. But, uh, no, not your fault. Not at all. Um, so, but before we close, I, I want to get back to your show. I mean, you've been talking about it off and on throughout the whole thing, but uh, how can people find you? Yes. Yeah, so, so you can find me on YouTube, uh, youtube.com forward slash prescribe truth. Um, and then you can also find me in various podcast apps to prescribe truth podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to contact me, you know, shoot me an email, an encouraging word, uh, some criticism. You can at prescribe.truth at gmail.com. And I welcome you to reach out, reach out to me. I did have a phone number, but it's not working right now. So working on that. But yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. And uh, I, uh, it's, it's great to be linked up with you through the Christian podcast, Christian podcast community, dude. And you're on there. I, um, it's actually, that's getting so big. I went on there just to take a look, just, I go on there maybe every one, a couple of weeks or so and look and see, well, what are people up to and stuff? And, and, uh, there's getting to be so many that it's really hard to tell from the common feed. What's what. Yes. And, and like, that's why but if you go to, if you go to Christian podcast community on like whatever podcast app you listen to mm-hmm. and you just hit play, <laughs> it just like, it, it just, it amazes me. It's like, you just hear everybody's what they released in that week. And you know, yeah. it just goes on and, and you, unless you look, you have to look at the show notes to know which show you actually listening to. Oh yeah. Yeah. You definitely <laughs> got to use the show notes. <laughs> no. Yep. But there's a lot of good stuff there. Yeah. That's uh that'd be a good idea for me. I should do that sometimes. Uh, just hit play. Cause some days I, I, you know, I want to listen to things that I probably shouldn't be listening to or politics, but, um, <laughs> uh, you know, there are other days where I turn, I, I, I tell that little device over there to, to play RefNet or open RefNet and I'll listen to whatever RefNet's playing or something. But that's another great idea too. just turn on Christian podcast community and let, it, let it ride. Let it go. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what stuff. I did one day I, on Spotify. I just, I just got on Christian podcast, but I just hit play. 
And I was listening to Theology Gals and I was listening to Rap Report and the Rap Report dailies. Yeah. <laughs> and then they had Five Solas and uh, the Everyday Ministry podcast. I mean, just, oh, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what are you watching? Yep. <laughs> like, they're also different. So you get, yeah. a, you get a wide variety of different things, different formats, different different topics, different, a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's and, good. And Andrew and, and, um, oh, I'm not having the brain fart. <laughs> What's her name? His partner. Oh, Colleen. 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 Yeah. Andrew and Colleen do a fabulous job of, of vetting the, the, the podcast, the ministries that they bring on too. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm comfortable just, even if I haven't listened to all the shows, I'm comfortable just saying, go check them out. He's, he's done a good job of vetting. Oh yeah. I might yeah. not necessarily hundred percent agree, but we're going to be in the same general space. Theologically. Yeah. And I think that's what um, Andrew's trying to go with with the the theology uh, throwdown. Mm-hmm. Is that he's trying to get us to disagree. It's not working though. He wants us to working. disagree, and everybody <laughs> comes on and agrees. You know what I told him yesterday is uh, he did a a daily rap report on um, was it like is it is it a sin to support Trump? I think was the the topic. Oh, you know, I so that it's one. the daily, so it's only like two minutes long, and. Um, I said, you want a theology thrown on that people actually disagree on? That would be the topic right there. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, that'd be a good one. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks, Jam- uh, Jamal. Um, so great to have you. Uh, I've enjoyed the time. I, I, I just, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I say it all the time. I, I have, I've done this is episode 143. I've never done one I didn't enjoy. So, wow. Um, Thanks so, so much for talking. And it wasn't quite the direction I expected, but not exactly anyway, but it was good. It was a good discussion. It's cool. I so, hope I didn't, I didn't, I didn't I talk entirely too much, you know? Oh no, that's I, the, that's the point. <laughs> that's the point of having guests is I don't, I, I try, well, maybe I talk too much, but I try to talk less. I try to let nah, the, somebody else do the talking. No, nah, I was really encouraged by you asking me to come on a show and, and just give me an opportunity to talk about this subject. And I, I don't find that, I don't find in myself, I don't find like I'm the I'm the the social justice go to person to talk about you know talk about these things about mm-hmm. you know but it's it's always interesting man. You're clearly out- thinking the things through, and you've got you've got some good biblical grounding in in your opinions. Yeah, yeah in observations great, and stuff. So for sure. So I just really, I think I just really appreciate the opportunity to come on and, yeah. and chop it up with you. And just I'm keep glad to have you. So I'll see you again sometime on one of these next theology throwdowns and and. uh Glad to have you on. Thank you, brother. So. Echo Zoe Radio is an outreach of Echo Zoe Ministries. If you are blessed by the show, please consider offering your support. There are many things you can do to help, including prayer, sharing the show with others, and your financial support. Echo Zoe Ministries is a registered nonprofit organization with 501c3 tax-exempt status, and your donations are tax-deductible. For more information about how you can support Echo Zoe Ministries, please visit echozoe.com slash support. Well, that wraps up episode 143. Thanks for listening to Echo Zoe Radio. For show notes, visit echozoe.com slash 143. Be sure to check out the website also for links to connect to Echo Zoe on social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, and love to connect with you. So follow, like, and subscribe to Echo Zoe Ministries. Help us also get the word out by sharing or retweeting the announcements to your favorite episodes. And with that, Lord willing, we'll be back next month with the April episode of Echo Zoe Radio. 